Hi, we are three women of a certain age. How are you today? We are doing our podcast today from the Old Market Grill in Wildemar. So if you like Mediterranean food, falafas, Greek food, a Greek salad, pita bread, all of that stuff, you got to come try them out. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're not open on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday, come check them out here in Wildemar on Clinton Keith. And today, I have just finished the most amazing book that I really, really, really love called Three Feet from Gold by Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed. So we're going to do something a little different today. In the book, Greg Reed interviews all of these successful people to find out what their secret to success is. And he writes down the little tidbits that he gets from each one of them. And I have taken some of those and written them down on three by five cards. And we're going to do a couple of them. And Martha, Mona Rose, and I don't know what we're going to pick. I'm going to let Martha pick first and then let Mona Rose pick. And we're going to talk about these tidbits and how, what we think about it, what we feel, how we think it relates to our own lives and whether or not we agree that these are something we all need for success. So Martha, I will let you pick. I see one orange one, so I'm taking that one. Okay, taking the orange one. This says, do not expect troubles as they have a tendency not to disappoint. In other words, a self-fulfilling prophecy when you're expecting things to always go wrong. Yes. I can see that being true because it's like a person who looks at the glass half full or half empty. And if you're a person who always thinks the glass is half empty, that's how you're going to see it. If you're expecting the bad, that's what you're going to see rather than saying, oh, look at this good stuff that's happening. You're only going to see the bad. The negative. Totally. Yeah, you're going ne- okay. to hone in on it. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Mona Rose? Have you done this or do you know people that do? Oh, my gosh. I used to be much more negative until I met Martha and Terry. <laughs> now I'm just filled with joy all the time, 24-7. Um, I do know somebody who always expects the negative. Mm-hmm. Always. This is going to happen, and then that's going to happen, and then so-and-so is going to say this. And, and, you know, bad things do happen to some people. But I have learned with all of my years of wisdom that... <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> my brain froze. <laughs> that with all my years of wisdom, 90% of the stuff, 99.9% of the stuff that we're worried is going to happen, never no, happens. Actually. Exactly. So I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just a fool doing my happy dance, oh, and, you know, and we'll see what happens tomorrow, yeah. you know? What about you, Terry? I, f- I do know people like this, and... Whenever anything goes wrong in their life, they're like, well, that always happens to me. Yeah. Something is always going wrong with me. And I'm like, no, it's just, you just forgot about the 10 things ahead of this that went right. 
And now one thing goes wrong and now you're depressed and tell me that this always happens to you? No, it doesn't. We live, you know, things that is, good and bad happen. That is so true. Sorry. Uh-huh. No. That reminds me of, I'm not sure who said it, but I have always stuck in my head. It's something, something I'd read about communication uh-huh. is when you're communicating with somebody and you need to give them, a, say, a, a correction will be nice or a correction. Or rather than saying it's something negative, you are supposed to give five positive things to every negative thing that you say. Mm-hmm. Because what is that person going to remember? They're going to remember that one, one negative, negative thing. thing. Yes. So they hone in on you that. Need to. We as people need to hone in on the positive and the good, not just in communication, but in our life. Uh-huh. Giving the gratitude, saying. Look at all these great things that are happening. So then that one thing out of the five good, that one negative, you're like, yeah, well, that's, we can move on from it. We can you're move strong on. strong and we can get over it rather than, ah, oh, see, that happened again. I knew something bad was going to happen. This so. is something that we do at, um, at my work, the five to one ratio. It is difficult at first because that's not my normal view on life. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you, you just have to shift your paradigm. Yeah. You know, there's something good about everybody. One of the examples they gave in training was like, they might have a nice pair of shoes. <laughs> you know, say, I like your shoes. So this also reminds me of the Bible verse that says, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have troubles of its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds negative. Yeah. But it's true. <laughs> well, it's it could. A, yes, yeah. it does. But it was, we're worrying about right, things, right. and we don't even know. Why do we not even be here tomorrow? Right. Why are we worried about? That would be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we worried about something that, and like you said, 99% of the time, the things that we does worried so about important. doesn't happen. It, or if it does happen, it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. You that know? is true. We always build it up to be worse than uh-huh. it ever is. Yeah. We have very good imagination. Yes. We do. But we can use our imagination for good or for bad. Let's use our power for good. Woohoo! Yay! We are superwomen. Exactly. Yes, we can. We are amazing. Okay, okay Mona Here's Rose. One of those dumb purple cards because purple is my least favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not. Listen to this. What does it say? I can, I will, I am. Ah. Oh, I love that. I am. I can, I, I will, will, I am. I can do it, I will, will do, do it, it, and, and I, I am, am doing, doing it. it. I agree. I think that this should be everybody's motto, along yes. with, if not now, when. <laughs> um, because it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You can do it, mm-hmm. you know, and you just have to set your mind that, yes, I am going to do it. We all three ran the LA Marathon or walked the LA Marathon. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm in trouble. Uh-huh. But we did it. I remember the first time we did double-digit miles. Oh, my I gosh, like, that was crazy. Yes, and I'm like, oh, double digits. And we did it. So... We can do it. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, we push babies out. You know, <laughs> yes. We can do that. We can we do, can do anything. anything. And I think that's it. I think even at toward the end of the marathon, I had to have the mindset that I am completing this. 
Because when I went to the marathon, I had two goals. One was to complete it, and one was not to be last. I met both of those goals, so that, that was I was completely happy with that Yay! goal. But that was it. You know, I didn't have a goal of winning the marathon or running the marathon or any great thing. I mean, I think just doing it was great. So, I, you know, not to downplay that part, but I knew I wanted to do it. I wanted to complete it, and I didn't want to be last. So when you see that medal hanging on your wall, yes. what do you think, Terry? I think I can, I will, I am. <laughs> Well, you know what? I want to say something about that marathon also. Yes. Which leads me back to the first card that I drew is that it goes back to attitude. When we mm -hmm. were doing the marathon, Mona Rose and I were together most of the race. Uh -huh. And we could have looked at like, oh, it's hot. Our feet are sore. We're tired. We're hungry. All the things that you can look at negatively. But we mm -hmm. did not. Mm -hmm. We had fun. We sang crazy it's songs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure we were off tune the entire time. Absolutely. But we had fun, and I think that's what life is all about. Mm -hmm. Is No matter what the journey is or the race you want to say, if you enjoy it and you're having fun and you're looking at the positive instead of all the... There was plenty of negative mm -hmm. to look around and go, oh my gosh, they took down the race signs Sign, before yep. we the water, put away the water. water the bathrooms right. were locked. Yeah. But see, if you don't yeah. look at those, you choose to look at the good. Yes. We had a great time. I think we all can say it was yes, really it was, fun. It was, it was a great yes. time. Great memories. Yes. We did. We we made it fun. We could have made it miserable, uh -huh. but we chose to make it fun. Yes. One of the things that made it fun for me was that my family became involved in it. Yes. I, I had was so beautiful. My daughter-in-law showed up at the 13th mile, and that to me was the hardest mile. I don't know what you guys. What was your part that you thought? Oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it. But it literally, that. the 13th mile, my back was killing me. I was tired and I was thinking, what the heck did I get myself into <laughs> at that point? And just as I was thinking that, I see my daughter-in-law. And she comes up and she tells me I can do it. And she starts taking pictures of me at every mile mark after that. And she goes... She takes my Diet Pepsi away, or my, and she gets me a Red Bull. First time in my entire life I've ever drank in Red Bull. And she goes, you need this more than you need anything else. So she got me a Red Bull, and then she left, and she picked up my grandson. And my son. And my grandson walked the rest of the race with me. And... It was, it was totally amazing, and sometimes it's okay. Like, you guys had each other, and then I, you, we do things together. We don't have to accomplish things all on our own. When we say, I can, I will, I am, that doesn't mean you're doing it by yourself. And that was an amazing thing to have my family there and then I got to the end of the race and my other son and my future daughter-in-law at the time she was my she is now my daughter-in-law um we're standing there with signs and I mean it was 
It was, it was so, so beautiful, Terry. It was. It was so beautiful. Not just, you know, it was just that they all came out, they all supported you, and you didn't. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. You didn't take no for answer. You went, and when you were like, I can't do it. Oh, we're all <laughs> crying. Not on camera. Because right? <laughs> we're all you crying. Were, you were like ready to give up. They showed up, uh-huh. and they walked with you, and you did it. Yes. You did it. You did yes. not take no for answer. And then I think they took you out for a steak dinner. Yes, we did. We yes. went out for a steak and dinner. I, I, we, would, I would like to point out that Martha and I, we met this crazy lady and her daughter, and they were just drinking. The, every every liquor store, the, the mom was like, go get another shot. I met them. That's I what walked you were walking with. with. I was walking with them for a yes. while. Yes. Yes. Gosh, how I don't know. Gonna, oh they had God. walked like 13 marathons before, and I don't yeah. know how they did it like that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they were just so blindly drunk that, yeah. that they came. They must have come in after us. Yes. Well, I will say there was, was one little old Asian man, and oh, he yes. would pass me, and then I'd pass him, and then uh-huh. he'd pass me, and then I'd pass him, and um, it, we, I would say I shuffled past him, <laughs> but we both finished the race. Yeah. He was an inspiration because he was a legacy runner. A legacy yeah, runner. Which means he had done every L.A. marathon from the beginning. Was it I, I thought it was just over 10 to I be a legacy? Oh, well. I think I it's think. everyone to I have a legacy. Oh, okay. But he, his pace was spot on. I never saw him go faster or slower. He just had Kept the going. consistent pace. And that, that in itself is like a lesson in life, right? Yes, Don't and this let... was not a young yeah. man. No. no. But speaking of young men, there were two these two other um, students that were also Asian that were, uh, I think they were exchange students mm-hmm. and had decided they were going to do it. I came in before them! <laughs> <laughs> but they were, I mean, they must not have trained at all, but they did it and they completed it. And yeah. That's what it's all about. It's about getting out there and doing it. Yes. And being brave. Because you know what? What do we have to lose? What do we have to lose? You know? Yeah. We'll do it. And so. Okay. Pull a card, Terry. Pull okay. A card. We're Any gonna, card. I'm doing the top one. I don't know what it is. Oh, this is interesting. It is very important never to make a major decision in your valley. And I think... Uh, Had I made a major decision to drop out of the race at 13 miles when I was in that valley, I would not have accomplished and done what I did. And that would have been a bad time for me to try to make the decision of dropping out or not. Well, and it's interesting because I have metal hanging in my wall. And when I look at it, I feel like if I can do that, I can do anything. anything. Mm-hmm. And... The fact that I did it with both of you makes it even more special. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it just is so validating that... Okay, so it was my my goal to do a marathon. And -hmm. when I told my husband, I'm doing the LA Marathon, he said, why? (laughs) And in my Mona Rose way, I said, because I can. And in another discussion, he said, well, be sure to write your name on and pin it on your backpack so when they find your body, they know where to send it. <laughs> oh, I love the support. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, but we did it, and we we made it, and it was powerful. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so what was our don't this make one, decisions? When don't make a major valley. decision in your valley. So when you are at your lowest point, don't try to decide life at that point because you're not probably, you're not going to make a good decision. 
Because it's going to be all based on feelings. Feelings. <laughs> feelings. Let's well, go to Martha. We were just having emotional feelings a minute ago. Yes. So we are women of feelings. feelings. But I was, but we weren't in a valley. I don't no. think that was no. a valley. No. That and was in I emotion. I 100% agree. Do not make any decision on an emotional low. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. because I believe in that I'm an emotional person doesn't mean... <laughs> that <laughs> Tease you, Martha. We love you. I I think emotions can be good or they can be a de- uh-huh. detrimental mm-hmm. to you. You have to mm-hmm. know how to control your emotions and know when you are in that valley. Don't make that decision, but at the same time, know we're human yeah. and you know, without emotions and without those highs, we would be all narcissists and yeah. <laughs> sociopaths. And oh, you mean I'm not a narcissist or a sociopath? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> You do have feelings. I do see? have feelings, but I because I think just that to let your feelings rule you yeah. or control well, you. True, and I think it's dangerous to absorb other people's feelings. So if you know Sally Sue is having a bad day at work and I talk to her, I don't want to absorb her feelings. She can feel terrible, mm-hmm. but me feeling those feelings is not going to help her. No, it's not. That is so wise. When I was in massage school, that was one thing. The first thing that they taught us, or one of them, is. You wrap yourself in imaginary golden ribbon to protect yourself from their yes. emotions. Because believe me, I have, in massaging some clients, felt great and not even given a hard massage. And by the end of the day, when I went home, I'm like, I am exhausted uh-huh. just from their Absorbing energy. energy. Interesting. Whether they're negative or whether they're sad. So it's, it is really important not to to wow. protect yourself. Yes, not be an emotional vampire and suck up everybody else's emotions. <laughs> well, I think everybody. a lot of times when you're in your valley, it's not only emotions, but it can also be, are you tired? Are you unhealthy? Like Maybe you're you sick? Maybe you need to eat. Like there are so many other things when we're in a valley that we should do first. Before we want to make a decision. It could be what life experiences. Maybe things happen out of your control. Mm -hmm. That is a valley. Mm -hmm. You know, that you have no control over it happening, but you might make a poor decision Mm -hmm. during that time. So wait till things... Sleep on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I have a story about making decisions. Well, kind of. It's about a valley. Okay. Okay. It's about a valley. It was when I turned 50. Oh. I turned 50, and I was so depressed, so depressed. Uh-huh. And I went to bed, and I woke up the next morning, and I opened my eyes, and I'm like, oh, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so there is always a tomorrow. And isn't it amazing, your perspective? Because today, I would love to be 50 again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell them you're just a baby. Right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Just a baby. All a matter of perspective. It is a matter of perspective, but I think to me, fifty was like the hard. Sixty was easy. Oh yeah, sixty was not. Thirty was hard. Thirty, I cried. Fifty, I cried. Fifty, I cried. It was the hardest one yeah. for me. I didn't cry at any of. Them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the I one. Was the <laughs> <person>. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't cry at. No, no, I don't think any of my birthday maybe 50 was difficult but I didn't uh, no I didn't really I know growing up I always thought oh my gosh 60 is old yeah 60 is the age to be old 
but maybe my kids knew that and they threw a wonderful 60, 60th birthday party uh-huh. for me. They didn't allow me. My happy emotions overtook uh, anything else. I threw my own birthday party for 60. Oh. And it was huge. I loved it. No, it was perfect. It was a pur- purple birthday party. Everybody wore purple. All the decorations, everything was purple. It was at this huge house in San Marcos. It was wonderful. It was the best time. and Because I knew I wasn't going to do at 60 what happened at 50 when nobody did anything. Right. Aww. So I said, well, if nobody's going to do it, I'm going to do it, See, and I'm going to do it big. This is what I love about you, Terry. You like, you want flowers, you send them to yourself. I do. <laughs> okay, so in to wrap things up, up, I would like to say that my mom, who is older, on the upper half of 80, said in one of my age complaint days said something about said she said anything past 50 is a gift ah and i didn't know my mom was so wise uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but she is so it is all perspective martha yes it is all perspective so so we should wind it up here yes so we just to go back over the quotes real quick because we'd love to hear your opinions on them so you can you know, comment when you see this on Facebook or whatever, and we'd love to hear it. But the first one, do not expect troubles as they have a tendency not to disappoint. The empowering one of I can, I will, I am. We want to know what it is that you can and you will that you are doing. And the last one, it is very important never to make a major, major decision in your valley. So what do you guys think? We want to hear from you. So we're going to discuss more of these in our next podcast. So until then, we are three Three women women of a certain certain age. age.